Hi, you're listening to the Feminine Business School podcast, and I'm your host, Ainsley Young. My work is all about creating a wildly pleasurable and successful business without burning out your body and selling out your soul. I'm also really passionate about ditching the cookie cutter marketing strategies and finding what feels good to you when it comes to marketing. Join me as we talk all things online business, feminist marketing strategies, feminine embodiment, conscious leadership, and pleasurable productivity. Hit subscribe now and let's get started. And to learn the secret to fitting more pleasure into each day while ticking off your to-dos, download my free pleasure and productivity weekly planner. Head to startingwitha.com slash opt-in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Feminine Business School podcast. I am so grateful that you are listening into today's episode. So today we are going to be diving into the final four feminine metrics of launch success. So last week in episode eight, we spoke about the first three feminine metrics, which were pleasure, deepening your message and your mission and visibility. And in part two, we are going to be speaking about the importance of including the metrics of genuine connection, collaborative leadership, community building, and inclusivity and diversity into your next launch so you can prosper both personally and professionally. Okay, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight to feminine metric of launch success number seven, which is genuine connection. So to me, genuine connection in a launch container environment has four different layers. So I'm going to be sharing those four different layers with you. And that first layer is all about how connected do you feel to yourself and to your body throughout the launch experience. So it's really common that when we move into launch mode, we move straight into the masculine, into the doing, which is great. However, we leave our bodies behind us. We just move all our energy up into our heads and we don't take that depth first, direction second model that I speak of. We just don't really remember it because we're so excited or we may even feel overwhelmed about all the doing that we have to do to get this launch off the ground and to pull it off. Now, this really goes against the idea that I speak of and teach about in terms of our body being our greatest business asset. And that is why it is so important that we have to stay connected to ourselves and to our bodies throughout the whole launch journey because it is such a roller coaster and we can really tap into so much wisdom when we stay connected to our body. And also it allows us to course correct and take the right direction for us rather than really working from logic and from our brain and being so caught up in the doing. So an example of course correcting that I have had to do, so the example I shared in last week's episode around the pleasurable productivity challenge I ran in March, so that involved me showing up 10 days straight doing Facebook Lives for about an hour each. And even though I had planned the whole launch around my menstrual cycle, so I knew when I was most magnetic, articulate, had the most energy to show up on video, I still got tired. And to the point where towards the end of the challenge, I had to say to everybody, hey, I'm going to have to just postpone today's live until tomorrow. And I'm going to extend the challenge out because I'm feeling really tired. 
And to me, there was no point kind of pushing through that. There was no pleasure in pushing through that. And I was embodying feminine leadership and modeling really great boundaries and showing that I was honoring my body and what it needed at the time. So to me, success in this area is listening to your body and following through on it. Now, the second layer of genuine connection is how connected are you to the divine, to the universe, to mother nature, to spirit, or whatever you like to tap into that is external to your physical body. Now, this isn't something that I would say that I have done regularly throughout my life, but during 2020, I've really been playing with this and experimenting. And I feel it's because I need this additional level of support because for so many of us, 2020 has been a huge challenge. So an example of this is back in lockdown, in circuit breaker here in Singapore, for that first launch in March, I would take my daughter out for a walk. That was like the only exercise we were allowed to do. And I just really tuned into the different signs and the symbols that would pop up in front of me from Mother Nature. So I would see different birds, like beautiful orioles, which are like black and yellow birds here in Singapore. And I would see random snails butterflies, different flowers I'd never noticed before. And I would come home and I would Google what their spiritual meaning was. And time and time again, the messages that were being delivered from the universe, from divine, whatever you wish to call it, was so spot on. They were exactly what I needed to hear at that time to just keep me going and to fuel me and to ensure that I felt connected to something greater than myself. And even just pulling oracle cards every night before I would go to bed, which is not something I usually do, but I do seem to do it during a launch container. Again, the messages that were coming through could not have been more perfect. And that level of connection with something greater than me really adds to the beauty and the magic of a launch. So I encourage you to really dive into this level of genuine connection when you're in launch mode next time. Now, the next layer, layer three of genuine connection, is how connected are you to your body of work? Now, you might be thinking, Ainsley, I don't know what you're talking about here. It sounds a bit random. So at the start of the year, I actually know last year, my mentor shared with me about your body of work and your business being completely separate to yourself. It has its own energy source and it is separate to you. It doesn't reside with inside you. And the more I felt into this, I'm like, oh, the more this makes sense. And it means that your business, your body of work can fuel you. It doesn't mean that you always have to be the one giving to it and fueling it. So that's why it's really important to stay connected to this body of work that you are bringing through as your body is the vessel that you are, you know, essentially channeling this work through and staying in constant dialogue with it. And this really has helped me move out of my head and move out of that hustle and grind mentality. And essentially, I know it sounds woo, but like receive messages from this body of work in terms of how it wants to come through, what needs to be expressed. And it takes a lot of pressure off me physically to have to have all the solutions and have all the ideas and be the one that is 100% fueling this launch. Okay, so level number four in terms of genuine connection is how connected do you feel to your audience and to your participants throughout the launch container? 
Now, to me, this is what I absolutely adore and I get so much pleasure out of the level of connection that I am able to receive when I am in launch mode. The fact that I get to have incredible conversations with women on discovery calls or conversations when I'm doing a webinar or throughout the challenge and just hearing their own experiences, hearing their take on the work that I'm presenting to them, hearing the ahas that they're having and just genuinely being connected to them. This lights me up and it makes me feel so expansive and that I am, you know, on my mission and I just love it. It to me it is so important. It is such an important measurement of success to me when it comes to a launch and I am a relator. So I love deep intimate conversations and relationships. And I feel that I get this from the launch container. Okay, so that is genuine connection and the four different layers that you can consider when you are looking at this as a feminine metric of your own launch moving forward. So metric number five is all around collaborative leadership. Now, this to me means opening myself up by a asking for support and B, actually receiving it. So, you know, I've had a difficult relationship, I would say, with being receptive to support. I would class myself as a very self-sufficient, independent person, and I feel like I'm very capable of doing everything. And I'm sure some of you can resonate with what I am sharing. So working on the feminine act of receiving is something that I've had to really soften into And no, it is a work in progress. But this year, 2020 has really been about asking for support and then being open to receive it. And we need to be able to be receptive because if we're not receptive to support, we can't be receptive to welcoming in more clients, more cash flow, more abundance. So receptivity is super important. But just in terms of what this actually looks like for the launch at the start of the year, even though both my husband and I are working from home and, you know, he's just as busy as I am, I was the one that was going to have to do all the childcare. I just knew it. However, I said to my husband at the time, you know, I stated my needs. I said, I'm not going to do it all. And I'm, you know, A, I don't want to, and I don't have the capacity to do it all when it comes to all of the housework and the childcare plus running my business. And I said, you know, this launch is very, very important to me. And I want to be able to pull it off and pull it off in a way that feels really expansive and pleasurable and satisfying. And for that to happen, I need your level of support to increase. I need you to do, you know, X, Y, and Z and, you know, everything else that wasn't just three things. There were a number of things I needed James to do. And he did that. And this was integral in my success. And not just from a place of, oh, I pulled that launch off. It was great. And I, you know, got more clients. The fact that AI asked for what I wanted, I was open to receiving it. And then it set this benchmark of this is the level of support I want. And I can open up my capacity for support even more so. So since then, I ask for more and more of my husband and he does it. So again, to me, that's modeling feminine leadership and being receptive and asking for what you want. And other elements of support included, you know, I'm a part of two masterminds and there were times where I'm like, "Mm, you know, I can just figure this out myself. But I was like, no, I have paid for this support. 
this support is being offered to me and I would be asking, like I'd have questions about certain things or I was stuck on certain situations and I would continually ask for support in this area. I would also lean on my VA a lot more. So there are often times when I'm like, no, I can quickly do this or I haven't given her much time, but I was just putting it out there. I'm like, can you help with this? If you can, that would be great because I couldn't do it all and I didn't want to be coming from a place of being drained or a place of lack. And I just opened myself up to support and kept asking. And again, I lent on friends. So my um, friends who are in Hong Kong, so I've got like a Hong Kong WhatsApp circle. Not all of us are in Hong Kong anymore, but I would be leaning in when, you know, there would be doubt coming up or fear and asking for support there. And also in terms of colleagues, so there was a spotlighting strategy where I asked my colleagues to share my work and I would ask my clients to share my work because the thing is we can't do it alone. We can't go it alone all the time and expect the level of success that we want. And this way of collaborating rather than being in competition, again, makes the launch container so much sweeter and richer and you come out of it feeling far more prosperous because it's it's come from an element of collaboration. Okay, moving on to the feminine metric of success for a launch, number six is community. So a key question that I asked myself was, did I feel like I helped others connect with each other within the launch experience? And another question was, Did I inspire them to adopt a different way of working or approaching business? So this is all around community building. And I would say across all of my launches of 2020, I feel like I have been building a like-minded community who are getting on board of this movement or message that I am sharing. And this really does make me feel successful that there is fuel behind this message and it is growing and people are connecting with what I have to say. And it feels incredible. I'm not going to lie. And also it has been really heartwarming that I've been able to witness other women connect with each other during the launch containers I've created. So for example, when I held the 10 day Facebook live challenge, it was so lovely seeing the same women jump on every day and then having those women who were in all different parts of the world, sharing their experiences, connecting, saying hi, asking how the weather was, and having women who are friends in Hong Kong meet friends who are here in Singapore so they've heard of each other and through the lives they were able to connect on Facebook. And then having new women join who I have no idea how they found me, having them come into my circle and be a part of my community is Oh, it's it's just magical. I, I absolutely love it. This also happens on webinars as well. I just love the fact that, you know, women are sharing their own experiences, their own struggles and challenges and doing it in a really vulnerable, open-hearted way and interacting with each other. So this community building aspect of a launch to me is very, very important. And it's another great measure of success that doesn't necessarily have to relate to any type of monetary value. Okay, so the final feminine metric of success when it comes to launching is inclusivity. So to me, this means creating a safe and welcoming 
an anti-racist space for all who identify as women in business. Now, I am not a race educator. I don't claim to be one. And I really do acknowledge my own white privilege and that I am a cisgendered, able-bodied woman who still has a lot of work to do in this area, both personally and professionally. Now, I have been doing different paid courses and workshops this year and my own personal exploration and learning around inclusivity and diversity. You know, probably since March of 2020, it's funny, I actually wrote all of these metrics out after I did that first launch in March. And then it was just a few weeks later that the Black Lives Matter um, movement really erupted. So to me, it was really timely that this work had to have a light finally shone on it and I needed to do my own work and to implement it. I know that I'm continually asking myself a number of different questions when I'm in launch mode. And here's just a few examples. So is my launch content diverse and inclusive? Is my language carefully considered? Is the way I facilitate my groups inclusive and safe? Are my teachings and perspectives inclusive of black, brown, indigenous, and women of color? And then just a few examples. So there are a lot of questions that I have to ask myself when I'm in launch mode, and I still know I've got a lot more work to do in implementing what I've learned so far, but I am committed to continually deepening my learning in the equity, inclusivity, and diversity space. Because to me, this is where the richness is for all. If I can finish a launch knowing that it has been inclusive, I've had diverse voices come in, and it has been anti-racist and it has been welcoming for all, that is a huge measure of success. And just an example, so I had a discovery call with a beautiful brown woman recently and she came back after the call and she had a number of really well-considered questions, which I just adored. And one of them was, you know, Ainsley, what is your equity, diversity and inclusivity policy? And how is this implemented? Like how is this facilitated in the Feminine Business Mastermind? And I got so excited that somebody actually asked me that question because it shows me that the world is changing, our industry is changing. Finally, finally, finally. And I will admit I'm very lucky that I've had the opportunity to work with women of colour and it's only because I have lived in Asia for the last six years and I've been able to, you know, go to networking events and meet these women and become friends with these women living in a foreign country. So that has enriched my own experience personally and professionally and I want to be able to continue that and be more mindful about other other women of color accessing this type of work. Okay, so that wraps up the seven feminine metrics of launch success. I'm really curious if this is something that resonates with you or is it something that I've just kind of made up and I think it's wonderful in my own head. I did share this in my Facebook group as a live months and months and months ago, but I really did want to bring it to the podcast because I just feel it's really juicy and it's a far more nourishing, rich, prosperous way of assessing a launch. And it can really make you feel better about yourself, say, if you don't hit those financial figures that you're going for, or if your metrics just feel a little bit flat, yet the rest of it feels so prosperous, so expansive, so alive, and you can feel like the thrumming energy of the momentum that you've created because there is so much more to your work and to a launch 
than just the numbers, just the money. Yes, it's important. We need to make money, but I really do want to acknowledge this other part, this more feminine aspect of our work because we can let it fuel us. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and it's given you, I guess, a more holistic way of measuring your launch as you move forward. And if you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to let me know. Just send me a DM over on Instagram. So I'm at Ainsley Young. And if you did find this episode useful, can I please ask a favor? Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave me a rating and a review, I would be so incredibly grateful. Any little bit of help and support definitely can go a long way and it helps to get this message of feminine leadership and feminine business out to the women who really need to hear it. Okay, thank you in advance and have a great week and I will speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you received some tips and takeaways or maybe a major aha. And if you did, please leave me a quick five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. I'd be so, so grateful. And if you'd like to connect, just come and say hi. DM me over on Instagram. You can find me at Ainsley Young. I'll speak with you soon.